Welcome to the podcast, Fatherhood, Perspectives on Righteous, Intentional Parenting, where two guys discuss and explore the challenges of parenting. They share their experiences, ideas, and perspectives as they search for ways to be better sons, husbands, and dads. Here are the hosts, Joseph Winkle and Taylor Greenhall. Joe, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I am well, Taylor. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing awesome. It's my first year working in the school district. Today is my last day at work. I don't know what I'm going to do for the summer, but I don't have to work for a couple months. It's going to be nice. Well, that is nice. I was My kids, of course, are out of school as well. And I thought about when I was in education, I was educator, and thought, how did I ever get out of having summers off? Like, yeah. I, And of course, most teachers do work summers as well. But uh, man, what a blessing to be able to spend time with your family and have some adventures. Yeah, we're going on some trips. I'm really looking forward to spending time with my kids and my family. But uh, today, as I was thinking about our conversation today, I thought I was I thought we've spent a lot of time talking about things that are, you know, struggles that we've had as parents, tough lessons that we've learned, maybe some frustrations. So I thought it'd be fun today if we shared a few of the lighter moments, because I'll say one of the things I've done more as a father than I think I've done ever, any any other time in my life is laugh, laugh with my kids. I I feel like my kids have a really great sense of humor. I think it's so fun to just laugh with them and not take life too seriously. So I thought it'd be fun to share some stories and just talk about some of the lighter moments of parenting and how much fun it is. Well, yeah, I mean, for me, uh, after, again, seven years of not being able to have kids as we were actively trying, um, when we fr- had our first child, I just realized I, I had never known that kind of happiness and joy. And certainly uh, that's why people become parents. We all know it's going to be tough. We all have an, an idea of what we're in for because we've seen our parents go through it and our <laughs> other siblings maybe. But yeah, the joys of parenthood, it's, it's why you're in it. And, uh, Sometimes you can go through such hard times, you can forget, actually just forget how joyful parenting could be, even the, the smallest things. So I think that's a great idea for today, us uh, taking some time to share some stories and some experiences. And I think there's something to be learned on both sides of the coin, you know, the hard times and, of course, the joyous times. I'm going to tell you a couple stories. The first one about my son, William. And if you have any funny stories that you want to share, I would love to hear them. But um for us, the, the the fun side of parenting obviously started really quick. Um, the story that always comes to my mind when, to this day, my wife and I talk about this, and we even share it with William, who doesn't remember ever doing this, but um, we just laugh and laugh and laugh as a family, and it was so much fun. But um, this happened when William, my oldest son, who's eight now, he was an only child. Our second son hadn't been born yet, and... Uh, when we, when we got him home from the hospital, almost immediately he became very possessive of, of my wife and her time. And, uh, to the point of getting really agitated and frustrated, frustrated if anyone tried to encroach on his time with mom. So I'll give you some examples. Um, a lot of times if I was leaving for work and my wife happened to be holding William, if I'd, lean in to give her a kiss, he would push my face away. He didn't want any part <laughs> of me getting near his mom. And um, our favorite was if if he'd see us sitting next to each other, uh, sometimes we'd be holding hands. And it didn't matter what he was doing, if he noticed it from across the room. Um, he didn't, before he crawled, he kind of scooted. He sat on his behind and just kind of propelled himself with his legs. 
he would stop whatever he was doing and scoot over to me. And one by one, one finger at a time, he'd pry my fingers away from my <laughs> wife's hand and just and just push me away from her. And uh, it just was so hilarious to us because we just, you know, we were brand new parents and, and we just thought that's so funny. And uh, we, we didn't know how to respond really, but we just laughed and had a great time just watching him uh, kind of take care be take care of his mom or make sure that he was the one that got mom's attention well the the time that it came became concerning is when we found out my wife was pregnant with our second son because we said well here's another person that's going to be quite demanding of of both of our time but especially mom if if you know if he needs to be fed or if you know I'm at work and he needs diaper changes those are things that cannot be ignored so we were curious as to how um, our son William was going to Respond, and at this point, he was old enough to understand that uh, he was he was going to get a baby brother, and we don't think he was too thrilled about it. Yeah. At the suggestion of a friend, we took a teddy bear one day, and it was about the size of a baby. And my wife wrapped it in a swaddle blanket, and we pretended that that was his little brother. And so for for the day, every once in a while, she'd say, "Okay, I need to go change your brother's diaper, or I need to feed your brother." So she started. We were hopefully kind of gearing him up for the fact that there was going to be this other human being that's going to be just as demanding as as mom's time as he was and uh, i came home from work that day and i asked him i was really curious as to how it was going and my wife said he's not taking it well (laughs) he's not taking the fact that there's this other creature that that gets mom's attention so we have this great picture of our son Uh, my wife was putting the pretend baby down for a nap and she asked my son william she said do you want to come and give your brother a hug before he goes down for his mat, his nap. And he walked over there and he left his arms at his side and he just kind of put his face down on the teddy bear. And it's just this great picture because you can see his emotion in the picture. His shoulders are kind of slumped. His arms are hanging down. And it's it's kind of like he's saying, you can you can <laughs> get me to say goodnight to him, but I will not hug this kid. And uh, we just laughed and laughed at that and uh, kind of left us a little bit concerned about when the baby came. But almost immediately, the sweetest part to it, I remember the moment that William met his baby brother. My wife and I were at the hospital, and um, my mom was with William, and she brought him to the hospital to see um, to see his new baby brother, James. And Samira was sitting on the bed holding James, and William immediately went to him and was just so proud to have this baby brother, a good friend, and, um, and this issue of him being possessive of my wife almost immediately went away at this point and there was never a problem but we still to this day uh, we've, we've told the story a few times to William and just out of the blue he'll reenact some of the things so if he sees me and my wife holding hands he'll come and separate our hands just to <laughs> just to get us to laugh and it's joke. just been it's been so much fun so a family joke that's a that was a great, great story. Oh, man, that's funny to think how kids process things, especially when they're young, so directly. You know, there's uh-huh. no grays with kids. It's, it's black or white. Either this is a good thing or a bad thing, and dad holding mom's <laughs> head must be bad. But, uh, you know, I yeah, I think about that when uh, kids come into home. Again, our kids are all about 16 months apart they came really fast Mm -hmm. and so we figured my wife was pregnant or nursing for you know almost 10 straight years wow and so they never really i don't think had a chance to feel like 
what it's like just to have mom all to themselves other than our oldest daughter for, you know, I guess 16 months before her brother was born. But I do think about the last um, child we had, uh, our youngest, Olivia. So we have a great photo at the hospital. Our oldest son, Noah, is holding her. And so he's probably seven at the time, maybe. And then his three brothers are around him. And they're just, the looks on their faces are just wonder and joy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also a good point in parenting, how we get so worried about some things. Like right. we've heard the stories or we're yeah. projecting the, those concerns and fear. And then it ends up being just fine. Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah. Though. It comes back to just living. We've talked about this before, just staying in that moment of, of where you're at right now and for us the moment was William just doing some things that were so funny to us and they kind of lost their humor when we projected forward and said okay is this going to be a problem down the road but you're right that's the lesson we learned is just to stay in the moment and it's so fun for me to see through what we look at and say these are humorous and funny things but if I just take a step back and look at the look at the way my kids are responding or acting that I see as humorous, really it gives me a great lens to how they see the world. Really, as much as we laughed about William doing these things like pushing me away and not letting me kiss my wife goodbye in the morning, I was really grateful that I could see that my son had a real strong connection to my wife, to his mother, which to me is important. I'm really close with my mother. And I think I hope it was helpful to my wife as this new mother to see, okay, my son is building this bond with me. So it was funny, but in reality, I just felt a great deal of gratitude to know that that bond between the mother and son was was growing strong. Yeah, that's great. Great story. Funny. You know, my wife is so good at remembering things, uh, our story, the history of our, our kids and I am not. <laughs> my my reverse stories go back probably a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm definitely if you talk about living in the moment and focusing on uh, the now. I I must somehow have I, that's where my brain is. So she'll always tell me these stories. I get to kind of enjoy them twice. I'm like I don't remember that <laughs> at all, and uh, and she'll tell me these great great stories like that. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah, that's for, for me too. I. I write a lot of these stories down as I'm, as I'm looking over them, I just, it's almost like they're happening again and for the first time and, and remembering that. But my, my second son, James, is, uh, you, you know, we, we think he could be anything he wants to be in the world. I think that about both of my children. Um, but included in that for James, he could be a comedian and he, he's so uh, witty and almost dry. His sense of humor is so dry that, Sometimes he'll say something and we'll start laughing because it's so funny. And he'll look at us kind of like, what are you, <laughs> what are you, what are you laughing about? I'm just telling you something that's true in the example. I think I've shared a little bit of this with you before, but, um, we, we were, uh, we were on one of the outings that we had talked about. And one of the things my kids like to do when they're driving with the parent is listen to the radio. And so I'll put the radio on the scan. So it scans through all the stations. And if he hears a song that sounds cool or catchy, he'll tell me to stop it right there. And, he had me stop the radio on a certain song. And I don't know. I'm not a huge music fan. And so I don't know what's popular in music these days, but uh, um, it was a, it was a man singing a song about a woman that he loved. I could see my son's face in the rearview mirror and he had a very pensive look on his face. And he said, dad, 
When a boy sings a song on the radio, he either sings about what he loves about a girl or what he hates about a girl. Oh man, that is perceptive. And it's probably true. It is probably true. It. And I just, it, it was one of those moments where I didn't, that's not what I was expecting to come out of my six-year-old's mouth. And I said, okay, I think you're probably right. And he thought for a few more seconds and he said, I don't want to hear about your crush or your divorce. And that was his way of telling me he didn't want to listen to that song anymore. And it just, it was again, another one of those things where I saw it as this completely humorous experience with my son. But for his six-year-old mind, that was the best way to explain to me what he was thinking about that mo at that moment. I just thought, how perceptive is that? Where, like I said, I'm not a music person, so I just kind of ignore it. But he was, I could tell he was listening. I could tell he was paying attention. And again, it made me grateful because, like I said, I don't, I'm not a music fan because most of it is just love songs or whatever that I don't really get into. And I just think, well, hopefully he uses that as motivation to find media or outlets that are more wholesome than just people talking about the girls they love or the girls they hate. Yeah, man. How old is your kid? Crushes he and was, divorces. That's he was six at the time. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Or he's still six, but yeah, six, six years old. And I just thought, where did you learn about those things? It's a lot of fun talking to my kids because I just love seeing how the way that the way that they process the world and and sometimes it comes out in really funny and but also perceptive ways. Yeah, like you know, you think about when your kids are growing and and all those little things they do and you're so excited about it seeing them experience life for the first time and you always want to share it with people and I I noticed this with a lady I worked with and she was a grandma for the first time. So she was always telling these stories. And uh, I had a couple young kids at the time, so I would laugh and I'd tell a story back. But the other two people in the uh, conversation who didn't have kids were you know, pretty bored, actually. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't enjoy uh, seeing those insights quite as much as we did. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing how a child looks at the earth. And it's a blessing as parents when we can actually stop from our busyness and all of our, our care that we're giving and think, wow, yeah, I had not really seen things that way. Very perceptive kid, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, again, you know, it's interesting, you know, having those moments where you, you, you can see what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. The beauty of parenthood. And that's kind of what we're, it seems like we're talking about today. And as you were talking, how you write some of these experiences down, well, what a, what a joy for you when these times have gone and the memory faded that you can relive and enjoy those. Hopefully my wife will be around a long time so she can remind me, remind me of all the joy I've forgotten. But I did have one night in particular as a parent I remember very clearly. And uh, not so much because of something that was said or done, but I, I don't know how else to describe it if except enlightenment. If you ever have those parenting moments, I, I mean, I think of one, when my kid was, uh, you know, we just had a little disagreement and he's storming upstairs and I'm looking up at him, looking up, pointing to him and saying, you know, your life would be a lot easier if you just listened to your mom and I. Mm -hmm. And the minute the words left my mouth, I could just literally feel Heavenly Father saying, well, how does that feel? Because, you know, I probably said that to you a billion times. You know, your life would be so much easier, Joseph, if you would listen, just listen to me, someone who knows, 
how to make you happy. But we do have these little moments, hopefully, where that enlightenment comes. And I had this experience, so I'm going to actually take a minute and read this. Um, I wrote it immediately after it happened. So this was November 6th in 2016. So I'm not much of a writer, but I, I feel like this really encapsulated what I was taught about parenting that night. Here it goes. Tonight I was blessed with such an opportunity, a chance to view something so beautiful, so miraculous, that it took my breath away. I hope and pray time will not fade the memory of that scene. It's Sunday evening. Kim and the boys have just returned from a court of honor. That's for scouts. The children are all together, and it is utter chaos. Lexi and Noah are wrestling on a chair, while Grace tries to jump on top of them. Ben is holding the cat and petting it like every evil villain from the movies. Isaac is jumping over couches and doing parkour rolls across the floor. Sam is on his back, rolling side to side on the ground with a crazed look on his face, his limbs frozen hanging in the air. Kim is holding Olivia, our baby, as she is crying from trying to get on, getting in on the wrestling, but was unintentionally and yet unavoidably squashed. There I sit, and time slows down to a stop. It is like a light switch is turned on, and for that moment, the small room, filled with the wildest of inhabitants, is perfection. A perfect moment. All of us together, laughing, crying, jumping, sitting, each of us at that exact moment in our lives, our time together as a family on this earth. It took my breath away, literally. This was what I had waited for my whole life, a family. I couldn't speak. And for the rest of the evening, even as I write this, and as I'm reading this, I'm on the verge of tears, my emotions at the brink. It is a terrible and wonderful, it is terrible and wonderful at the exact same time, knowing perfectly well that this moment will never again be again, and yet, there I was, surrounded by it, filled with it, the most perfect joy, and then it was gone. We got the kids settled down. Kim shared our scripture for the week, Matthew 5, 14 through 16. I stood up and quoted it for them, all the while performing the actions, which the kids loved. After a few more rounds of it, we got them to settle down again for prayer with our family. Afterwards, I took each of my children separately and held them. I let them know I love them and that they bring me great joy. I thanked or complimented them. I went into my room to read with Sam. I could see he was not excited to read, so I just held him instead. As I had him close his eyes and describe what Christmas morning would be like, he went to bed happy, feeling loved. What was so unique or special about this moment? Absolutely nothing. This was as common a night for our family as breathing. What made it so incredibly miraculous? The fact that this is my life. This is what God has provided me to experience every day right now, more or less. I mean, we have this all the time. Crazy, busy, not a moment of peace or quiet. It is constant pandemonium in our home. Tonight, what was different was me. Instead of being exhausted, frustrated, worried, impatient, and controlling, all common parenting states of mind, I was enlightened. I was able to see the truly amazing nature of my ordinary and standard of reality. 
I know these days will be gone in an instant, just like that moment, here and then lost to time. There will come a day when my most average day, now with my beautiful wife and seven amazing children, will seem like a dream, a wonderful fantasy of excitement and unbelief. I will probably wonder how it ever was possible that we could have survived such a life. As I think about years past when it was just us, Kim and I, waiting, hoping for the time the Lord would send us a child, or the time in our lives when we had five babies in five years. This night will be like those, a fantastic story, long ago, when we, that we enjoy telling others about. My heart is broken as I actually realize how beautiful my life is as it flies from before my eyes. And in the same moment, I am so grateful to my Father in Heaven for all that I am and all that I have the chance to experience. I pray that I may keep this enlightenment with me in the days to come, that once in a while I can stop in the midst of all that is happening and see the miracle, somehow to relish the moment and have a heart filled with thanksgiving and wonder at a God who would care enough about me to give me so much. So that is uh, one of those little moments in, in the 20 years of having kids now where the light went on and I saw the everyday thing we were having. Ever This was an everyday experience, crazy night, everyone in the house, all those little kids. And yet somehow uh, a higher power opened my eyes to show me the beauty of, of the ordinary. And that sometimes you get those payoffs. Thank you for sharing that, Joe. I think that's powerful, and I think it's a good kind of conclusion to this conversation. It's what I was hoping, if someone's listening to this, that's what I'm hoping they get out of this conversation is is the joy that comes with parenting. And sometimes it's crazy, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's chaotic, but there's it's the happiest I've ever been in my life is with my wife and my children. And the if I may say, I think the thing that stuck to me most from that story is not that particular day, as you said, it was just that your perspective on something that happens quite often in your family, you were the thing that was different about that story. Your your perspective was different. I think that's the key. I think, you know, as I'm writing these stories about my kids when they happen, I think, oh, I hope I never forget this. And I kind of, again, something we've talked about, let fear creep in. What if I forget this story? Or what if something like this doesn't happen again? But the reality is I have found with children there's always something, there's always a story, there's always something that either teaches us a lesson or strengthens a relationship with our kids. But what it comes down to is us paying attention to those moments and being ready to accept them or receive them or whatever, however you want to say it. But um, it is powerful to have those relationships that are built through crazy or chaotic or funny times in your life or the lives with your children. So, yeah. Well, I, you know, I think about, you know, this moment. And like I said, that was the, the interesting thing. It was just all of us together mm-hmm. trying to wind up the night. And of course, kids aren't excited about going to bed. And typically I would have been frustrated, tired, worn out. It was a Sunday. So luckily I'd had some rest. But uh, really, I, again, I can't say this was any genius insight on my part. I feel like it was a, mm-hmm. it was a gift bestowed. But it does also, teach me one thing and that is that it's about perspective i've had those moments parenting often probably more often than not where i'm worried concerned 
feel like I don't know what to do. How do I help this child with their struggle? How do I help my wife with, mm -hmm. you know, what she's going through or how do I survive, you know, another right. day of, of, uh, the, the frustrations or pain that, that you're experiencing. But at the same time, you know, we can't, we can turn to our higher power, whatever that looks like for someone. And we can ask to, to have our perspective change, to help mm -hmm. us to open our eyes, to have eyes to see the beauty of what we're experiencing. And even in some of the hardest moments. And I think, you know, most people, when they, they think about their parenting experiences, they're going to remember some really good things, but they're going to remember some really hard things. But as I talk to people about those things, they've usually found peace with them. They've drawn great lessons from them. They've shaped that parent. They've maybe shaped the child. And again, the joy always wins out over the difficulty and the pain. But yeah, if I was to invite, uh, send out an invitation to our listeners today, it would be, you know, if, if this uh, touched you anyway, you know, when you're at home and you have all your children there, just maybe um, step back from the reality and being involved in all that and be a spectator and just think about what you're saying. You know, think about what those children are doing and how they're learning and interpreting life and that, and that you get to be a part of that. To them, the most important part, you know, their parent, their provider, their teacher, um, the person who loves them and is doing all that they know to do to help. Uh, parenting is, uh, I think, one of the most joyous things, joyous things we can experience because as all good things, it's the hardest thing we experience. And it's through the trial and the difficulty that the moments of great joy and happiness shine through. So hang in there, try to have some perspective and be patient with yourself. And of course, try to be patient with your children. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for letting me share some of my stories with you. And of course, we want to thank everybody for listening to this, to our podcast and invite you to subscribe. And if you feel so inclined to share it with someone who might benefit or enjoy it. So thank you very much. We are so glad you could join in on the podcast, Fatherhood, Perspectives on Righteous, Intentional Parenting. You can find us on all the best podcast sites. Please subscribe and share. And be a part of the conversation by sharing your ideas, posing questions, and making suggestions. Drop us a line at fatherhoodperspectives at gmail.com. That's one word, fatherhoodperspectives at gmail.com. This segment was recorded and engineered by Jim Fugate. The music for this podcast was provided by thepodcasthost.com and Alitu, the podcast maker. Find your own free music over at thepodcasthost.com slash free music. 